it's the weekend. I'm sitting in front of James's house and not really thinking too much about what happened with Junior. I don't want to think about it too much, but I have something to get get my mind off of him, and that's James. I ring the doorbell and he answers right away like he always or like he did last time. I mean, it's like he is waiting by the window waiting for me to show up. I love it. He's my little puppy. I love it. And he gives me a hug and he invites me in and he's in manager mode. I like him in manager mode. He's fun and he's relaxing in manager mode. He seems like he has it all together. But I know that's not going to last very long because when it's time for me to act, that's when he goes into being submissive. So I know that's not, I know this whole boss thing isn't going to last. And we're having a good time. We're talking, we're chilling. Um, But I know that he wants to really get into some things today and we have all day to do it. Neither of us is going anywhere. So. It's time. James is in a really unusually good mood. I mean, he's always a very upbeat guy, but he seems almost almost frenetic, almost frantic in his happy vibes right now. Um, he's going on and on about how good work has been, um, about how much fun he has with me at work, but also the business side. I guess things are going really good. Something about him hitting a company-wide record for EBITDA, whatever that is. Um, and I'm like, congratulations, that's great. And he's like, yeah, it's really good. And there becomes a lull in the conversation where he's silent. I have, at this point, we're chilling on the couch and I have my feet resting on his lap and he's just kind of rubbing my feet. And it feels so good. And then comes this break and he says, I'm getting married. Now, mind you, I don't feel the sadness that I felt with Miguel. I don't feel sadness at all, really. Just mainly, I don't know, when he said that, it's not that I thought anything was going to come of this. But I did feel, I guess, lonely, maybe. Maybe, maybe a little bit of fear. Like I was going to get abandoned or something. And it wasn't like we were in love or like we were a couple or anything like that. But it's almost like, you know, like when a best friend that you do everything together with, that you have no secrets from, goes off and finds somebody and you're just kind of left. Just a little bit of that. But not enough to register on my face. I say, congratulations, man. That's great. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, that is. I guess you're right, that is. I'm mulling the words over in my head and I'm just like, so what's up? Are you not wanting to marry her? And he's like, no, it's not that. It's just, there's another pause. It's like, things have just been so different lately, you know? Things with you, you've made me think about other things. Pretty sure I know where this conversation's going and what he's feeling. But my tone is measured when I reply. 
Other things like what? I said. And he's just like, I've always done things one way. I've always done what everybody else has wanted me to do. And suddenly, it's not enough for me anymore. I'm thinking about what he's saying. And I know he's not saying what I think he's saying. I mean, I'm assuming that if he's getting married, then he proposed to his girlfriend. And so this is his choice. And it's probably a relatively new choice. So I ask him, what is it that you want? He gets frustrated. He kind of pushes my feet off of him. And he stands up as if he's going to go somewhere. But he just stops. It's like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. He's breathing hard, but he's not saying much of anything. I said, dude, I'm not what you want. I can't make you happy. I can just give you pleasure. But you, you're going to live a life that most people would dream of. You have a beautiful house. You're doing great at work. You have a beautiful fiance, soon-to-be wife. You'll have a beautiful family. And you'll get the life that you've always wanted. You'll get the life that you grind for. You make it happen. Do I? I'm not going to shout it the way he shouted it. But something I said triggered him. And he yelled, do I? Do I make it happen? He started to ramble. And it was clear he wasn't really talking to me. So I just kind of sat there quietly and let him pace back and forth around the room, rattling off about the fans and the locker rooms and the protein shakes and the being teased for his size, so spending extra hours in the gym. And all the girls and all the fanfare and all the people telling him how great of a job he's doing and what a great person he is. And then he lunged at me, and he grabbed me around my collar. And he said, I hate football. I've always hated football. His eyes were wide and scary. I just kind of sat there and tried to control my emotions, but I was freaked out. He let me go and just kind of collapsed back in his seat where he was. Do I? Do I make it happen? None of this stuff was ever what I wanted. I'm living somebody else's life. He raised his hands up as if to motion at the entire room. I don't know the man who lives in this house. But I know that I'm not him. 
I played the game. I went to the school. I got the job. I kissed the girls. Because people I was afraid to let down told me I should. He looked at me and laughed, his normal sweet laugh. It totally didn't match the moment. It seemed psychotic to me. And he said, I guess I've been submissive all my life. Do you think your life is going to be any better? I asked. Having some guy tie you up and beat you up and slap you around and fuck you like crazy. Would that make you happy? It's not a rhetorical question. I was just asking him. And he just sat there. I don't know. I'm not particularly the best with words. But I can communicate through my body. So I just kind of saddled up next to him. I began rubbing his shoulders and kissing on his neck. And I said, well, tell me how this feels. Tell me if you want this. This time, there'd be no tying up. This time, there'd be no choking. Well, not much. This time, I would make love to him. And he could tell me if this is what he wanted. Something about the neck just seems to do it for everybody. It's one of my favorite places, too. And that's where I start. This time, instead of my embrace acting as a restraint for him, this time I would just hold him. I would free him. I let him free his emotions in my arms. I began kissing his neck as I removed his shirt. And then I went ahead and started kissing him on the lips, deep and full. It wasn't the same feeling as, you know what, I'm not even going to bring him up. It wasn't love. It wasn't even really lust. This was more like friendship. long time ago, I said, what I do now is kind of like a service. And in a way, this felt like a service. You know, but it's like having a great friend who listens to you when you talk. Well, I was going to listen to his body. I was going to listen and let his body tell me what he wanted. I slowly started to undress him rubbing all over his body, his perfect, firm, defined chest. A soft kiss here. Soft kiss by the ears. Soft kiss on the lips. Deep, passionate, 
tongue to tongue, bite to lip, down the chin. I let my tongue rub up and down his throat, just licking the outside down to his nipples, all the way down his stomach. I began to take off his pants. Things had progressed, and I was getting ready to do something I haven't done in a while. I climbed up on James's lap and slid down on his cock. And I just kind of rocked back and forth slowly. He was looking me straight in my eyes. As I was looking back at him, our lips were together, our tongues were together, our eyes face to face. As I rocked back and slow, I mean back and forth, slowly, then deeper and faster, deeper, faster. His breath was my breath. His hands were everywhere. I flipped over and ground against him doggy style. We did it in several different positions until he was ready to come. And then I went back facing him, legs wrapped around his thighs, cradling me in my lap as he unloaded our tongues locked together. And as he came down, I just asked him simply, is that what you want? He didn't have much to say to that. And I wasn't listening anymore anyway. I picked him up, carried him upstairs, all the way into his bathroom. I ran him a hot bath, and then I placed him down beneath the suds, and I bathed him. Only stopping to give him a kiss. He remained silent. I lifted him out of the water and carried his warm, steaming body onto his bed. I gently laid him down on his stomach and I began to apply lotion to his tight back muscles from base all the way up to his spine. He moaned in deep ecstasy. I worked my way around his shoulders, down through his hands, working my way down his back again, spreading open the cakes and just letting my hand run right in between, gripping tightly but not too tight, as I rubbed all the way down between his crack, all the way down to those muscular quads, all the way down to his calves, and then down to his soft feet. I spread them open, and I put my face in between.
He loved it. He was pushing back, hands on his headboard, pushing back, pushing his ass back into my face as hard as he possibly could, and just grinding up and down on my face, begging for it deeper, begging for it harder. And I was about to give it to him too. I pulled my dick out and I lubed it up and I slid deep inside of him. And I began to make love to him. It was sweet, it was soft, it was deep, and it was passionate. We went on like this for hours. He fucked me. I'd fuck him, and we just traded on back and forth and back and forth until we had no more left to give, and we fell asleep in each other's arms. James woke me up the next morning sucking on my dick. He loved to suck it, and he was good. He always started nice and slow, just like I like, like nice and softly letting the tip rest on his lips before taking in the full, well, not all of it, but as much as he could. And I just let him do it. I don't know if this is what he wanted, but he was about to get a major push in that direction in just a second. I mean, it felt so good, I didn't even hear the key turning downstairs. I didn't hear the march up the stairs. I just remember seeing a petite blonde frame plastered in the doorway. When we made eye contact, I, there just weren't words to describe the look on her face. James turned and looked at his girlfriend, his fiance, and he jumped off my dick and he stood up pulling the sheets off the bed and covering himself up like, I don't know why, but I guess that's first instinct. He left me sitting there naked and then the screaming started. The loud shrilling, what the fuck? pierced my ears and I didn't have any excuses or anything to say so I just sat there while she screamed and started picking things up and throwing them at James how could you do this to me how could you do this to me you're gay and I didn't I'm not going to use the derogatory word she was using but she was definitely very upset. And I understood. James was holding her, but she was thrashing around and looking for more things to throw. Unfortunately, I think she threw everything she could pick up. And James was like, shh, shh like, baby, I, I can explain. I can, exp I can explain. And sh her intensity is not leveling down. And I'm just watching. I get up and I walk over toward her 
And I say, Samantha, you don't know me. This isn't, I didn't know what to say. I couldn't say this is what it looks like. It's exactly what it looked like. We weren't rehearsing for a movie. I could have tried that though. But I had a better idea. (sighs) Don't judge me. But I hadn't lost my erection yet. And if she's as good of a girl as James said she was, nobody's that good. You know, James talked a lot about not getting what he wanted out of life. And something told me maybe she didn't get what she wanted out of life either. I didn't know what to do, but I could always talk with my body. And I placed my hand on her back and said, No one should have to find out this way. And I'm sorry. And she was just looking at me and looking back at James. But I noticed she started to glance down at me too. I knew even for her this was something new. And I took her hand, gently in my hand. I could feel the pain watching a gal walk in with Jessica and I could understand her pain. Kind of. It's not the same thing by any means. But I know what it feels like to be betrayed. Maybe she needed to get what she wanted to. And slowly, looking her in her eye, I said, may I? And I slowly moved her hand. She wasn't resisting me. Down to my cock. James is freaking out too. Like, he's not saying anything. He's just like, anything could happen at this point. I feel like she could self-destruct and blow us all up. My cock first. Um, But she didn't do that. She was quiet. As she stroked my cock back and forth. Ugh, her hands are so soft, so gentle, so inexperienced, so, I don't know. I took her hands softly in my palms, and I made her face me. James is a good man, and you're a good woman. I never meant to come between you guys. but maybe I don't have to be between you guys. And I raised her up just a little bit, making sure that she was okay with what I was about to do. And she closed her eyes and slightly pushed her lips out. And I gave her a kiss. I picked her up swiftly and I put her down on the bed. And I began to kiss her. James just stayed in the corner. And I kissed her all down her belly. Right between her thighs. I didn't, I didn't dive all the way in. Just lightly back and forth. Lightly back and forth. And she was squirming around and moaning in ecstasy. It had been a long time since I had tasted this. And it was kind of nice, too. 
Like I said, I get off on the pleasure. I motioned for James to come over. I said, James, eat your fiance's pussy. And he dropped to his knees and went in between her. I kind of knee walk, knee walked up to her face with my dick. And without hesitation, she grabbed it and began sucking on it. I truly believe she had never seen one so big before. And she was just entranced and she was going very fast. I wanted to slow her down. So I guided her with my hands. James was eating her out. She was sucking me. I stopped James because, I don't know, I felt like maybe if I fucked her good enough, she would forgive him. I don't know how this works. So I motioned for James to stop. And I said, may I? And she nodded yes. And I entered her. And she gasped and she covered her mouth. And I said, don't hold back. And she just started screaming, grabbing pillows as I pounded her. I said, James, take care of your fiance. And he went over to kiss her and hold her as I fucked her deep. It was pretty intense. And she was really, really, really wet. I lay on James' left side, Samantha on his right side. She was staring up at the ceiling, biting her lip, smiling in pure satisfaction. She loved every moment of it. James, though, looked concerned. He was staring up at the ceiling with a sharp brow, just almost angry. I gave him a kiss on the neck, and his face softened, but not much. I reached over, and I just kind of patted Samantha's hair. And I said, was that good? And she nodded yes. James spoke up. You didn't learn that from me. What was he talking about? Who was he talking to? He turned to Samantha. You've never done any of that with me. What is this guy's problem? Like, we just got away with murder. What is his freaking problem, right? And he goes on. Who is it? He says, and I'm not really sure what he's talking about. He said, you never fucked like that with me. Who is it? Her silence, though, speaks an entire story. James gets up and starts pacing around the room. He takes a deep breath and he says, it's Tim, isn't it? I don't know who Tim is, but clearly they know who Tim is. And she just kind of nods yes. 
and the look of shock and hurt and betrayal settle in on James. And now he's yelling and picking shit up off the ground and throwing shit around the room. I don't understand this. Like, we just got away with murder. I jump up and I grab him and I hold him down. And he's like, that's my best friend. How could you do this to me? And I'll, like, this couldn't have gotten any more interesting. Here we go. Um, but she doesn't have much to say. I can see tears starting to stream down her face. And all I can do is hold James and try to calm him down. Like, we just got caught having sex. And you're going to throw this at this woman like this? Like, bro, chill out. What are you doing? But he's yelling. Apparently, I don't know who this Tim guy is, but apparently they're best friends. And apparently, I guess James had a suspicion that maybe something was going on between them. And he was right. And as he's yelling and screaming and saying things that I know he can't mean, I say to him, James, James, just listen to me. He said, no, no, this crosses the line. How could she do this with my best friend? How could she do this? And then he's not even talking to me. He's screaming at her. How could she do this? How could she do this? I held James while he cried and screamed and sobbed. I held him as Samantha clasped her mouth as tears streamed down her face. And I just said his name over and over and rubbed his back until he could calm down enough for my words to get through to him. I said, James, maybe she hates football too.